While not a lot happened this episode, the things that did were gems. I particularly enjoyed the American Idol audition we saw. <laughs> that was something. This family loves to sing. Now, should they? Questionable. But they do love it, so I can support it. I didn't know what to expect. At the beginning, I thought it was just going to be Robin's kiddo with a guitar, just like, you know, playing a guitar and singing. But I didn't know it was an entire family event. It's so funny because I talk shit no matter what, especially about kind of Robin's corner of the family. And so my initial thought was, is it appropriate for this girl to almost have a spotlight at Isabel's graduation party or 18th birthday party? What was it? They say happy birthday, but I could have sworn they said it was graduation too. They they just comboed it. It It was both. I felt that way too in the beginning. I was like, this is weird. Why are we giving this girl some spotlight at Isabel's party? But when it kind of turned into a family thing, that kind of, those feelings went away for me. Exactly. And I can admit when I'm just being a hater to be a hater. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In the beginning, I was definitely hating. Trust me. (laughs) So this is Sister Wives season 17, episode five, The Last Family Gathering. Do you think it's the last family gathering? I think it's probably the last one where... All the individuals that were there are going to be together again. Because it seems like all of the older kids, I mean, they've just, they're just live so far away that it's just not going to happen, right? You're not going to time all of these older kids sort of coming back at the same time, unless it was like this crazy monumental thing or sadly like someone's death. Like it's just not going to happen. Man, no Logan. I'm always trying to spot Logan. But he's, he's probably never going to step foot in Arizona. <laughs> Has there ever been like a social media thing of him in Arizona? No, I don't think he's ever been. Like probably At least not when his on... mom goes to Utah to visit, he'll like, oh, I'll meet up with you up there. Yeah. And Christina's visited him and his fiance. Maybe he's like, I've done my time. <laughs> I put he in must, the work to this family. He must low key really just despise Cody. I want to know for sure, though. You want to hear from the horse's mouth? Yeah. Also, can I point out that the cover of the episode this week was Janelle? Looking fabulous. I loved it. So I assume every week we're just going through the wives. Ugh, that means Cody's probably coming up. No, thank you. It's going to be a Cody special. So Cody arrives at Janelle's house and cut to Robin, who is immediately complaining that Cody has to help Janelle at all. We're three minutes in and she's being so annoying. At some point, I see Robin as... I've never seen her as... A Christine, where Christine sort of tries to always have this positive outlook. But when you see Robin essentially talking shit about Janelle's plan and all the things that have to come about because she decided to buy a trailer and live on the property, it honestly makes you kind of hate Robin even more. Yeah, because why shouldn't Cody have to help his other wife? Like, I'm proud of Janelle for doing something. It, in hindsight, maybe it's not going to be the best decision or it's not going to work out. And we are, I mean, we already know they didn't stay in the trailer long, but she's doing something and sort of like taking charge. And again, I mean, essentially kind of like having like in a way like a, I don't need no man attitude, which Robin seems to be just not into that. No, she needs Cody 24 seven, the tender children. They must be tenderized always. We talked, we talked about this last episode a little bit, but I really wish Janelle Build a shipping container home. I know, or a prefab something. Even if she started with just, um, because she got a trailer and their city code says you have to move it like every 
120 days, I think it was. Every four like, months. Every, yeah. every four months. And I feel like, and she's talking about like a casita, which is like a garage. I'm like, even if she went super basic and built like a 40 foot wide shipping container home, just one container, that's like really big and has a lot of rooms because it's a, it's a, it's a established unit. You wouldn't have to move it. Here's the only downside to that, because I totally agree. And it would have been so much more comfortable for Savannah, I think. The only downside is I think they were trying to find a solution to where they didn't have to do power, sewage, or water. I think you're right. They don't have anything in the property. No. And the fact that they didn't even have the most basic things for this RV is so sad. She's really roughing it. We're not talking like, okay, but you have power. Or okay, but you have running no, water. No power. Nothing. Is she just doing generator every night? That's true. I mean, you have to cook. Unless you're just going to make fires all the time. Probably barbecuing. Yeah, I guess you could have a propane tank out there. That would work. Yeah, I guess that kind of throws away my shipping container home idea because you actually don't have the utilities that you need. Yeah, because that immediately is like, I'm thinking that's the best solution. But I guess if you're doing basics, yeah, you pretty much have to camp. So Cody tells us that he saw his sister-in-law during the holidays but he never sees his own wives and kids. So I find it interesting that he's willing to travel and go see extended family, but he can't see his own immediate family. Are we reading this wrong? And it's really, I went to see her to go pick up this truck. No, because what it was is he went for the holidays. He saw the truck and he said, if you ever think of selling that, let me know. Then this moment came up, he called her up and then was able to buy the truck. Do you remember what, this is kind of hard, what year Cody's brother passed away? Not at all. Because if it was pre-pandemic and then they had sort of a, a holiday thing before, I could see where that conversation would would come up before COVID. But it wasn't. Because he's, it was, well, I guess it could have been. You're right. There was a large gap between the passing and COVID. I'm trying to give Cody a way out, basically. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> he needs no way out. So... Ends up buying the truck, ends up being able to haul the correct amount, I guess. Has anyone confirmed, did Janelle buy this truck or did Cody buy this truck? I'm assuming Janelle did, or at least put in money for it. I don't see Cody just buying the truck because he complains about everything these days. Cody doesn't like having unused equipment around and Janelle responds with, well, I'll drive it around. That's fine. Cody says it's not a soccer mom truck. Do, do people know from Cody's own words, he's basically a sexist. Oh, for sure. The not to be sexist, but dot, 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 telling his own daughter, don't be a bitter old housewife. And just the the general way he treats his daughters and wives. So yeah, in his mind, he has a way of either how women should be or should act or what have you. And for some reason, a lady driving a big truck is unacceptable. Yep, totally. I mean, we cut to Robin and she agrees with us. She says, I've heard funny stories about Janelle trying to drive big vehicles and do stuff. So I don't know about that. Anytime you hear Robin say, I've heard a story or such and such, that is Cody and I were talking and we were talking shit. 
And you know, it was recent too, because there's no way that she would be able to remember this off the cuff conversation that happened four years ago. Correct. Cody was like, can you believe Janelle wanted to drive the truck? <laughs> she's so bad with big vehicles. That's how I imagine Cody and talking to And then she's like, yeah, you're a big, strong man. You yeah. can drive that truck. Drive that truck. Gross. We talked about it a little bit. The casita, a garage with a living space above, which would be absurdly tiny anyway. Janelle was ready for this, but it sounds like Cody has a lot of shit. He has four of everything, one for each house. At least he did in Vegas. So he just said he hates unused equipment or unused machinery being around, but (laughs) you don't go to these women's houses. You just have your shit everywhere. Clearly, like, let's say in Mary's case, if you had any of your stuff over there, you clearly have not seen that in like years. Why do you have all this shit? You no longer go to all these wives' homes like you did before. No. I didn't make the connection that, yes, Janelle's moving. I get it. She's getting a fifth wheel. Yeah, downsizing from a home to a fifth wheel is huge. Yeah. All that furniture, you can get rid of all of that. Like, excess clothing, excess stuff, excess cooking things. Like, you literally have a tenth of the kitchen. Like, you need to downscale a lot. Also, think of things that necessarily aren't utilized. So, photo albums. I don't know, kiddo art, things like that that are just kind of like a box somewhere. You're not taking that. If she has a giant shed with gardening tools, I'm like, oh, for sure. You you don't have that space anymore. Were you surprised that they made such a big deal about Janelle moving from house to house with or lot to lot with the trailer? You brought a really good point up while we were watching it. Why can't she move from her lot to Christine's lot or her lot to Cody's lot? Why does it have to be every wife's lot? If you do it that way, you don't need to ask for anyone's permission. Unless your husband's about to tell you you can't move the trailer onto your property. (laughs) Which I could see him saying. Uh, Christine gives no fucks about this land. So so I'm sure she would have no fucking problem. The other thing, these folks always talk about this... Sister wives, plural marriage, one big family, like any time their life is inconvenience with something, they are not for it. Oh, uh, I don't want like a trailer pad on my property. I'm like, this is supposed to be your sister wife, the person you want to grow old with. Like, oh. why do why do we keep doing this? I think Robin echoed something fairly similar. She did. In the same vein, how can they call each other sister wives or at least try to present that to the world when One of your sister wives is essentially going to be homeless and not one person offers their house. Not one person offers their extra space to hold her stuff. I mean, we're not making any compromise or any offer in any way. We expect that from Cody because he's a piece of shit. But for the other women to try to act like they're so committed to this lifestyle is bullshit. Doesn't Mary have like an actual like external building on our property that's like a garage basically a casita the way to describe yes. a casita yes because there's an upstairs is, why can't janelle live there is that thing packed to the brim with shit like can, can janelle not mm. pay you a little bit of change for rent of like storage space lularoe probably takes up a lot of space yeah i don't know just the fact that they don't treat a sister wife like a sister just blows my mind whether it's being annoyed that Janelle wants to move a trailer between lots or obviously not even offering their home for, for their sister to live in is just blows my mind. Robin says she doesn't see Cody doing well in the fifth wheel, that there's nothing out there. I go back to the sister wife's thing. It doesn't matter. 
He's going to be okay. He's like a block from you. He will make it. I'm pretty sure every fan watching does not believe Cody's ever going to spend a night there. Not at all. He'll come over for a hot dog and he'll move on. Uh, didn't Robin say that? Like, oh, why would he go suffer over there when like he can be at my house, basically? I'm like... She definitely not, insinuated that. It's not that. the fucking point, man. The point is you're supposed to spend time with your family. Janelle says this is typical of Cody, that he says something is a good idea, he goes away for a few days, and then changes his mind. And, hmm, where is he those few days that his mind just completely changes? I'm surprised he's never wavered on this whole Coyote Pass thing. That honestly blows my mind. Well, he's kind of wavering now. He's talking so much crap and coming up with so many excuses. I you mean, might as well. He's wavered as far as getting things done on the property. Those logs are going strong. <laughs> Those are so dumb. And his question was stupid. Like, oh, has, you know, the price of, you know, lumber, like, increased, you know, prices to build? And they're like, yeah. Yes, it has. In her interview, Robin wonders if Cody and Janelle being out on the land may motivate them to figure out a way to pay it off. This woman has not contributed to this family in any monetary way. She has only created debt, had them pay off her debt, had a business fail real hard. What is she talking about that they need to find out a way to pay for the land, a.k.a. her land? This is, must be an interesting mentality to know that you sort of rely on these people and you don't help them, whether it's helping their families, you know, in a way, in a way there's a trade-off, right? Like, okay, some relationship, someone is the breadwinner and then someone like takes care of the home, things like that. But in Robin's case, she has a nanny. She doesn't work. She doesn't contribute to the other family's homes. It's just an interesting mentality to have. And then to expect it's expected that they're going to figure out like a way to basically pay off this land. And then she'll move on it. Have another cool. home, have a second home, or it just blows me away. I, I don't know. It's just a different mindset. It's something that I definitely do not have. Like, so I, I can't, I cannot like sync with Robin. Like that just blows my mind. Then we got to Mary. We find out that her mom passed away four weeks ago. And since then she has shut down the B&B to kind of figure things out. She reveals that Cody asked her, why don't you just move up there? And then we immediately cut to all the wives separately saying, we know Mary has never wanted to live there and that was never the intention. So no one knows why Cody all of a sudden just thinks, oh, go ahead and live up there. That's your plan. Well, and he tries to kind of walk it back, but I feel like in a way when you something just comes out, I mean, that might be the truth. In a way, you sort of think, like, why don't you just go up there and live up there and hang out? Like, not, not necessarily get away from us, but just you might be happier being up there. The situation she's in where she's trying to prove herself to Cody and do anything for his attention, that's probably the last thing you want to hear. Cody says, we don't interact much, and she's laying this burden at my feet about the struggles of what to do with the inn. I'm like, here's a solution for you. I was curious, why would the solution wasn't just that you're going to hire someone who essentially Mary's mom was running the mm -hmm. B&B? Is it a stretch that you'll just hire someone to do the same function? Maybe. I don't know. How do you find someone to run a and b I mean, I feel like it would just be sort of like hotel management, but it's like a and b I didn't like that Cody said that she's laying this burden at my feet. 
So anytime a wife has a problem, it's a burden to him and he doesn't feel that his job as man of the household, head of the household, father, husband is to take care of that problem or talk it through in any way, shape or form. But he wants the respect. I could be delusional, but I feel like there was a time where Cody would do that, right? He takes the, like, what is your problem? Like, let me try to fix it. And I feel like as time went on, it's sort of, I don't know if you're tired of doing that all the time. I don't know because the family grew so large. It's like, you're kind of overdoing that. Well, I felt like he did it on camera a lot. We're finding out that that wasn't always the case otherwise. And so I think now he's just not wearing that mask anymore. We go back to Cody talking about Janelle and he thinks that Janelle looked for one day for a half hour and decided to buy this RV because she couldn't find a rental in 30 minutes. There's a lot more to this story. Janelle probably had a budget. She probably had a certain size of home. Maybe like you can see she wasn't looking for a huge home. So maybe the home she looked at in her sort of square footage were probably way too expensive or the houses were just huge and just inevitably they're expensive as well. So she's like, there's no way this is going to work out for me. Like I'm not going to get any of these fucking rentals. And then she probably saw the silver lining of I'm going to give it my all. No one can say that I didn't try. In a way, I really do think Janelle moving onto the property is a test for Cody. Yeah. Like, how committed are you to this fucking property? How committed are you to me? It's huge. I honestly think Janelle could be the next one to leave. I hope she is because this, I hope this was a test that he failed and she's like, yeah, I got my piece. I know for sure now I have my answers. Like, even if Janelle said that what I get now, and actually from her words, I believe she said she's fine with it at the moment. Like, what I get, what I have now is fine. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm so happy and I'm satisfied. Like, no, it's it's fine. I honestly think your kiddo speaking to you over time saying like, why are you still with this guy? Like, he doesn't come over here. He doesn't love you. He gives you like an hour a day when he comes over and then he leaves. Like, you need to move on and be happy. I swear, the more and more people that give you that conversation that care about you, I think your emotions could sway. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping she's the next to leave. I mean, I'm hoping Mary leaves too. Mary has left a sour taste in my mouth, but I hope she leaves. I mean, in a way we're rooting for a, I guess the the crazy movie scene would be like the downfall of a family. But like, I, I don't want the family to break up or anything, but I just want the people to be happy. I don't think it's the downfall of the family. I think it's the uprising because it has been so shitty. You can only go up. We cut to Cody and Janelle in the truck going to look at the trailer. It happens to be Janelle's birthday, and he calls it her gift. But he didn't put any money in on it. He says he was just joking. His joking isn't funny. No. It's equally as funny as Bilal's on 90 Day. Just (laughs) shit. (laughs) I wish Janelle was like, motherfucker, no. You did not put money into this. This is not my fucking gift. What, what? Actually, what am I getting for my birthday? Yeah. Did he even take her to dinner or anything? That's the storyline I want to see. Why didn't we get anything of that? It's Janelle's birthday. And what are we doing to celebrate? So, so question. When they were talking about the RV, they mentioned that, or Cody sort of spoke it pretty quickly. Like, are they going to deliver the RV in Utah? So did they make a drive up to Utah somewhere? 
to go look at this RV? I don't know. It's really weird because they did mention Utah. So I don't know if the company is in Utah or they're shipping it to Utah. And that's, I guess, far west as they'll go. I have I mean, no the, idea. The RV you know, salespeople could be located there. It might just be a big uh, RV sales location. Yeah. I hope Cody at least took Janelle out for dinner on their trip to Utah. We cut to Janelle and the boys packing, and she talks about how grateful she is for them and how much of a help they've been. And where's Cody? Not in any of these shots. But Cody talks about how stressful it's been. Robin says she wouldn't live on the property because there's not an RV big enough for her five kids. But if she had to follow the same rules everyone else had to follow, there'd be enough room. You can make it work. But because we are still having the adults live with us, yeah, I guess she's correct that they would not fit. Are Robin's older kiddos, and I have air quotey fingers, forever going to just be in school and like live with their parents? Yes. I wish we got an update on Aurora. That's who I'm curious about. Yeah, like, what are you up to? Do you, like, work in the town? Are you going to school? Because when they talked about going back to school, she was not named. Like, what are you... If you are going back to school, what are you studying? Then we have Isabel's party. And the theme is kind of world travels. Very cute theme. Cody doesn't help at all. He doesn't offer to help. He doesn't come over early. The only thing he does offer is to hang out with Isabel before the party. So taking another helper away and just hanging out. Why did Cody and Robin come in separate vehicles like they don't live together and didn't follow each other there? They arrived at the exact same time. Robin drives like a big family van, right? Yes, that her and her five kids and Cody could fit in. So Cody's like, I got to bring my big truck. That's right. We can't have wasted equipment. It's hauling this one child. Did you get weird energy when, I don't know, the family was sort of getting together and everyone was a little too excited? Like I feel weird saying that. I mean, this is a family, but I can see Robin say, like, when you see those those kids, like, you have to be super happy. Well, you have to realize they've seen them once in two years, probably. Twice. That's true. I think they were genuinely excited to see each other. But this is where the bullshit is. You think Robin didn't see Isabel when she was saying hi to everyone? Oh, I I just didn't see you there. You didn't see this woman who is six foot tall in a gorgeous white dress who is saying hello to your children and everyone else around you and you just walk by her. She's like, yeah, this party you're at right now, it's my party. (laughs) The fact that Isabel had to be the adult is such bullshit. Robin should have put aside whatever energy she thinks is out there and said, congratulations, happy birthday, something. Be the adult to make the first contact and de-escalate. Instead, we're just going to pretend we didn't see this woman. And then she has to say, oh, hi, how are you? She's like, I hate this family. You guys are ditching us. We find out that Robin has told all of her kids about Christine leaving. And I'm sure it was very similar to how she told the kids that they were not coming over for Thanksgiving. Robin said that her kids are confused or sad. And I'm like, do they not notice that Cody's always at your house? Clearly not spending time with the other wives. They must hear you say the kids cannot go without you for more than a day. Like, I don't understand how your kids are confused. Like, yeah, I get it. He's never over there. He doesn't spend time with her. She's, you know, in a loveless marriage. She's moving on. Are they brainwashed to think that it's everyone else? Oh, for sure. It's us against the world. I hate that. Which would be hard not to be if you're stuck in that house all the time and that's the only story you're getting. 
Did you notice that Robin was the only one not helping? In all the scenes in the background, how the family was pitching together, putting the frames out, Robin was just kind of like wandering and hanging out with Ari. I might need to rewatch this, but is this like production just throwing shade? Like maybe there is video of Robin helping where they're like, you know what, we're just not gonna, just don't include that. I mean, maybe. I admittedly hate just to hate, so (laughs) it could be. We cut to reactions from Isabel and McKelty and Tony about the divorce and moving away. Isabel hopes her mom finds someone that really, really loves her. McKelty says she's not surprised, and Tony says that he felt it was inevitable. I found it interesting, one, Tony's watched too many Marvel movies. I found it interesting that Isabel was the only one that mentioned she hopes her mom finds someone. I thought that was fascinating. Because she deserves it. Okay, why don't we get a talking head of Truly? Is she, like, too young to be a talking head kid? I would love to hear from Truly. I love my mom, and I'm so (laughs) excited to go to Utah with her. (laughs) So I didn't understand. Did Cody not know that Isabel was turning 18? He says, oh, this is sweet 17. And she says, well, almost sweet 18. We find out what sweet 18 is. And Cody says that has earned her a car. It's worth it, right? You didn't waste your time. And your kiss is on some stupid boys. Honestly, after watching the Keep Sweet documentary, like, I don't, I am not comfortable mm, with any kind of, like, sweet and, like, making little girls keep Towards, like, a young lady, like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I felt uncomfortable. How come boys don't have to keep sweet? (laughs) True, true. (laughs) And then Cody says, you're going to get a car, but then he's going to say, oh, I was just joking. Oh, yeah, so funny. (laughs) Why can't she have his old truck then? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. If you're a college kid with a truck, that feels like that's dangerous. Like you're going to be asked to move dorms oh, and apartments right. like, all the time. That's true. So then we see Aurora pick up a guitar and is tuning it. And initially I thought she'll be playing some background music. It'll be cute. That's nice. But not. We hear her start to sing. We see another mic come out. Christine is going to sing. Great song. Good choice. Janelle's like, I didn't practice shit. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so honest. She has a lot going on right now. This is not on the list of things to do. Now, I know it was a sweet moment. She cried. It was great. But how awkward is this after the first, like, 30 seconds to a minute? Like, you're just sitting there watching everyone sing to you? I'd probably put on the list of things not to do at my party. Be like, please don't sing to me. But they love doing that. I feel like at every kid's birthday growing up, they would have like a performance, a play, a song. It, I, how did this start? I think as long as it was a special moment for Isabel and she felt loved, I'm all for it. As corny as I thought it was, you know, I'm happy for her. Brianna is something. She gave it her all. She was channeling her internal diva. Hand motions were out. I could see Robin boost her kids up all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, girl, you're killing it. Killing it. Yeah. You are the next Celine Dion. You know, in some way, music is actually in that family's blood. I mean, I saw Robin's dance moves. Like, they... (laughs) Why didn't we get any break dancing? Oh, that would have been epic. I would pay to see it. Robin is reflecting on the party and asks, why isn't this worth fighting for? The judgment from... Robin drives me crazy. I'm sorry I'm talking so much shit. Like, I always talk shit about Robin, but I feel like I'm doing a lot this episode. Because the judgy comments were just 
over the top this episode. It wasn't one or two. It was like every time we cut to Robin. So the fact that we're now judging even more about the divorce, about the separation again, ma'am, you are a divorced woman. You know why you leave and how shitty things can be. Why is there no sympathy? Have you noticed that when Cody and Robin have to be present at a group function with the wives or with a family, one, they're either awkwardly not coming together, even though they're coming from the same house, but they always sort of almost act in a way like they're not in love, sort of like in front of them. Because, okay, we know that Robin is is wife number one. It's (laughs) the wife that Cody cares about the most. Yeah. And everyone basically assumes that, but... He can't just outright say that. Like, it can't just be announced that that's what it is. But it's almost like they make an effort to, for example, the sit down at Janelle's. Cody arrived with Robin, but then he sits right next to Janelle and, like, social distancing from Robin, where you just came from the same spot. Maybe whosoever house you go to, that's the wife you're with. It's kind of like that's your time. Yes. And this happens to be at Christine's house, but she's out of the rotation, so, so he's just, just mingling. He's just kind of sitting on by himself, <laughs> just kind of hanging out. Yeah, being a sad boy. Mary says, why can't we work on things? We are not doing justice for Ari, Solomon, and Truly. These little ones need security. I'm devoted, but I know not everyone is. Mary, you can't talk about work on things. Your husband will not work on your relationship with you. I don't even think he wants to be your friend. What are you what are you devoted to? Because you have no relationship with your sister wives. You have no relationship with this man. I don't know if the kids other than Robin's kids talk to you. What are you devoted to and how dare you put someone else down? I do get kind of sad, like not too sad, but <laughs> I get kind of sad for the kids of like Truly's going to have su- and I've mentioned it before, she's going to have such a different relationship to her father. Than Solomon and Ariella, like so different. Which then in turn is going to make truly kind of, I don't want to say the black sheep, but an outsider because it's going to be like all of Robin's kids saying what an amazing father he is and how dare you not think he's great. And, her, and then and just her, a completely different experience. I mean, her eyes, she's like, my dad was like barely ever around. Like what? That's yeah. strange. Or even the memories they're going to share. The, the school events. The lack of memories. Lack of memories. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty heartbreaking, I think. Cody says that he wishes Christine wouldn't leave and Isabel would go to school close. He is struggling with regret and frustration. Says it's weird being left and now that he is questioning his faith and religion. One, why is it okay for him to question his faith and religion when the whole season so far has been shitting on Christine for questioning her faith and religion? The fact that Robin even said, oh, do you believe in this anymore? Give Cody that same speech. Do you think Cody wishes, well, I believe he probably wishes people would stay just to make it easier on his own life. Like, oh, I wish my kids would go to school around here. So obviously they would be around me. But he won't see them. So why would he have that regret? I'm surprised that he hasn't thought that my kids naturally want to move away. No offense, but I've never had a dream to live in Coyote Pass. I don't even know what's there. Yeah, nothing's ever been developed. They haven't had... There's no memories there for them. So I don't see why... Honestly, even when he says that this is home, I'm like, dude, these kids have lived in other locations longer than they've lived in Coyote Pass. This is not home for them. No. Also, going back to Cody's regrets, 
talks about being, you know, sad. He doesn't want to be left behind, all of this. But he doesn't express that to the people that need to hear it. Why can't you apologize to Isabel? Why can't you just leave Christine at this next chapter on a decent note? Instead, you have to make everything difficult, even if you say you're frustrated. On the next time on, we see Janelle is in the RV. Now, I want to bring up a point that it's not like a big cement block was poured and the RV is on it. It's like rock. Yeah, it's so, almost like it was, it was flattened in a way. So the wives need to stop having such a problem with this possibly being on their land. It's more rock. It's the whole thing's rocky. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, Mary called it an RV. Maybe I don't want an RV pad. I'm like, it's just literally a flat piece of ground on your land. You'll be okay. Take it out and use it for a driveway or road or it's fine. It's so much less of a big deal than they made it. Cody says that he doesn't want to live in the RV and doesn't feel like that he should have to suffer due to Janelle's choices. Oh boy. Wild statement coming from this man. This whole family has suffered because of his choices. If only he could do an ounce of self-reflection. Does he like forget he's married to these ladies? I mean, this is rich, poor, you know, sick, health, all that shit. I mean, like if I live in a fucking shack, you're fucking living with me. If we live in a fucking mansion, you're living with me. <laughs> Not if you're Cody Brown. Only oh, mansions. No. He's like, no, I can't. I can't suffer. I'm, I'm going to this million dollar home. Like, no, I'm good. I could have sworn he lived in an RV with both Mary and Janelle at one point. It's, he's different times now. And his mind is different. He's built different He's now. a monogamous man in a mansion. I got it. Then we see such a sad preview. We find out that McKelty and Christine were on the phone talking about the move and everything that's going to happen and their plans. Christine turned around, truly was right behind her. And that's how she found out. I honestly don't really believe that. Why? I feel like for hell, Janelle's kids knew that Christine was leaving. Like, I just think things get around. And yes, we see certain reactions for the filming. But honestly, I would imagine truly kind of had some kind of inkling of like, hey, it's not going so well for my mom and dad. Yeah, but you don't immediately think as a kid, oh, my mom's taking me to another state. True. So her to hear all of this in very adult language between two adults was probably pretty damn hard, especially because she had such a bad view of divorce. Uh, I wish you didn't have to find out that way. I wish it was a more kid-friendly conversation, sat down one-on-one. I guess either way, it's going to be hard because you're going to move truly to Utah. She's going to have to go to a new school, make new friends. I mean, that whole process is always a pain in the ass, so... It's going to be hard whatever way you slice it, whether you told her in a private setting or she accidentally found out. No matter what, the whole process is going to be hard. But hopefully, again, because she's going to go to a community of family and friends. and Oh, my gosh. That bugged me when Cody was like, what community? Like two episodes ago. I was like, dude, fuck you, man. Whatever she wants. My family's up there. Like, they don't give a shit if I'm in a plural marriage or not. Like, they're my family. Anyway, sorry to to rant a little bit there. (laughs) Anything else on this episode? Again, not a ton happened. We only covered a few days, but some gems. Not a ton. I'm excited to see the queen that is Janelle on her fifth wheel or in her fifth wheel. (laughs) I am excited to see most likely this only time Cody was there at night at the RV. Yeah, that social media photo. Maybe we'll get to see a little bit of the footage of that night. What will Robin do 
knowing that Cody is just down the street and not at her house. She has like a telescope and she's just like <laughs> from her from her high castle. She's just like staring at them, like having a little fire. Stays up all little, night little watching campfire. him. She's sending signals. Oh, no. She's like, give me the signal. I will fucking save you. Morse code. Like, do the light. Yeah. Do the lights on and off, on and off. Like, give me the signal. I got you. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good week. We will talk to you on Wednesday for live tweeting Married at First Sight. Thank you all so much. Have a great one. Bye.